We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Yeah, you heard it there. Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. That handsome gentleman right over there. That's uh oh never mind, guy next to him. That's Chris Biederman. Uh, he oh, the- <laughs> hey, zinger. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Chris. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And uh, Chris, it's been it was actually cool out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I opened windows almost right when I got home from work, which never happens. It was it was a very pleasant day. No heat beating needed. In fact, the opposite. When I woke up this morning, I had to throw a hoodie on while I was getting ready for work. Yeah, it was kind of chilly. Um, yeah. Welcoming I, uh, it. I'm I, not complaining. I'm a I'm a bike to work guy these days, and <laughs> um and it was a little brisk on the uh, on the ride over to to the team facility to watch practice today, and uh, I I sort of regretted. Not having a sweater, but then I just decided to pedal faster and uh, and I warmed up that way. So it works out. 
is riding a bike to work sort of like doing yoga in that you <laughs> have to talk about it all the time? No, I don't. I don't like talking about it um, <laughs> because I do not want to be that person. But in the pandemic there, given that um, it's harder <laughs> to work out, I decided to get a bike. And given that I live, you know, about three miles from Levi's and I can hop on a path, I'll just do that because why not? I need sure. to exercise. And, sure. uh, you know, there's no downside to it, really, yeah. aside from being tired of sitting on a bike because it's not super comfortable. Yeah. And like I'm a I'm a sweaty person. I sweat pretty easily. So I feel like I would I would sweat out my my work clothes pretty quickly. Uh, quick question, though, about your bike, and then we'll get into the 49ers. We're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about the Niners roster and some of the injury stuff they have coming up, and then we're going to preview a quick preview of their Week 5 matchup against the Dolphins. But real quick, um, how, 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 much, how much research did you put into what bicycle you were going to buy? Or did you just go to a named sports store and go uh this one it's so range. Uh, my you, like, mom Google good bikes to take to work my mom is a is it used to be sort of a an enthusiast she was one of those people oh. who would like ride around sonoma county for like 80 miles every saturday um and so i talked to her about it and we settled on a, a hybrid bike would probably be the best for me yeah um because i'm not like you know, posture isn't really my thing. Like just me st being on a road bike all hunched over would not be the way to go. You so I got a hybrid ridiculous. bike. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It works. It gets me from point A to point B. It's yeah. comfortable enough. It's got disc brakes, so I can slow down when I need Environmentally to. Environmentally friendly. Sure. Yeah. That's not. I mean, sure. That's not really the reason why I did, why why I do it. It's more just for for the exercise because, um, be honest, yoga in the garage not really working for your boy anymore. Mm this point kind of kind of fed up but still try it every once in a while but no the bike is just uh it's trying to get the blood pumping a little bit that's I like all that. okay i rock with it yeah this is your your decision to buy a bike has been approved by me so well, thank you so much i was really <laughs> concerned about that <laughs> let's get let's get let's get to the niners uh i i told you before the show I, I didn't run this by you because i wanted to hear your answer organically and you and I both have a penchant to for for talking a lot and I felt like if I threw the question out before the pod we'd spend 15 minutes talking about it rather than doing it on the pod so I'm asking you now for the first time if the 49ers could have one of Raheem Mostert or Jimmy Garoppolo available for Sunday who do you think they would rather have healthy their top running back or their starting quarterback uh Jimmy Garoppolo okay and I think I understand the the point of the question because what Kyle Shanahan said this week is basically confirmed the idea that the entire offense is, is sort of built off the running game. Right. Um, not necessarily to establish the run, but just to use it as a threat. And so that saying Raheem Mostert would make sense if you were getting good enough quarterback play, but the 49ers did not get good enough quarterback play from Nick Mullen. So, you know, there's a formula that that exists where you have Mostert um, he's putting together explosive runs, a couple or a few a game, and then you have Nick Mullins playing quarterback, and that's that's the genesis of of a good enough offense to win um, a game against a team that's you know one and three like Miami. But just given where the 49ers are right now in this moment, um, coming off that game against the Eagles where they turn where Nick Mullins turned the ball over three times. Uh, I think you want to have a little bit more normalcy and get Garoppolo back under center. Um, and I think 
you know, all this talk about the offensive line, I think they're they're due for a bounce back performance. We'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll see how problematic the offensive line is. I just think like there there is, you know, you can there there are certainly questions about Ben Garland and Daniel Brunskill. I, I get it, and it's warranted. But you still have three first round picks along that offensive line, and it should be better than the majority of your opponents. So I, I think Sunday that should be the case and they should be able to run the ball better. Um, so, but the point being, I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is more important than, than Raheem Mostert. And that's not like groundbreaking analysis, but I do understand the point of your question because Kyle Shanahan basically spelled it out saying that the run game is really the thing that's going to fix everything else. Um, I think that that's an interesting point by Shanahan, but I, I think right now the 49ers need more quarterback play than uh, need better quarterback play more than they need uh, to, to improve in the running game, but improving in the running game is going to help them a lot. Yeah. And I think I, I, I was kind of leaning toward Mostert because my thought was once their running game gets going, it makes things easier. And Nick Mullins can just kind of get back to, doing Nick Mullen stuff, not having to to throw it around a ton and just, you know, making the right read and being efficient and not turning the ball over. But at the end of the day, the 49ers record is what it is under Jimmy Garoppolo for a reason. Right. And it's a quarterback league. <laughs> regardless of regardless of how good a run game is. Well um you you need your starting quarterback. And also, Kyle Shanahan said on Wednesday that he knows which quarterback he would start if Garoppolo can't play, but he's not going to reveal that um, until Sunday, potentially, if if Garoppolo is out, of course. Um, which, to me, the more I thought about it, you know, I know you and I talked about it earlier this week, um, that Mullins would probably be the better choice, just because you've already made him your number two quarterback. You don't want to completely destroy his confidence. But I think... The fact that Shanahan is is secretive about that, to me, sort of indicates that he might be leaning towards Bethard. Hmm. Um, and I this that's just pure speculation and and kind of a guess on my part. But, um, so I I do wonder, and we might not even find out because Jimmy Garoppolo looked pretty good at practice today. Um, I'm certainly not a doctor, but he he was out there and looked fine. My thought, um, my thought as far was as they I could wouldn't. Tell. They wouldn't even make him limited if they didn't think he was going to be able to play. Well, so the limited thing is based on how much attention they receive from the training staff. It's not there's there's no, you know, the coaches don't say, let's make him limited. Let's let's do that. It's it's up to the training staff in terms of, you know, if they if they get if a player gets treatment for something, um, then that has to go on the injury report. And so I think it's up to the training staff to fill out that injury report, not necessarily the coaches. I, I'm not a hundred percent certain on that, but I think um, I don't think whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is limited or full in practice has anything to do with Kyle Shanahan's decision making. I think that's that's something that's done by the training staff in accordance with how much treatment Garoppolo is getting. Okay, let me rephrase it then. Okay, they wouldn't even have him in practice. I feel like if there was going to be some issue where he couldn't play. Yeah, that that's true. But what, you know, Akella Witherspoon practiced last week and didn't play um, the week before yeah, but... George George Kittle practiced before the Giants game uh, and he didn't play in that one. So, isn't that I mean, different? The... isn't that I feel like that's different than the quarterback, though? No, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I just I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play, but I, mm-hmm. I don't feel 100 percent certain 
you know, like there, there's a chance that they just say, no, he, he needs another week. Like we gave him the week of practice. He was a little bit more sore on Saturday after three practices and then we were hoping. And so we're not going to, we're not going to play him. I have no idea. And by the time people are listening to this, maybe Kyle Shanahan has made that decision Friday afternoon um, is when the final status report is going to come out. And there are a few different ways Shanahan could approach this. He could just say Garoppolo starting um, mm-hmm. on Friday, which uh, which would make all of our lives easier when it comes to just writers and reporting. We can just say that. Um, or he could say Garoppolo is questionable and then it could be any of the three quarterbacks on Sunday or Garoppolo could be out. And then it's one of the two, uh, you know, Beathard or Mullins on Sunday and then you know, we, we will have to wait till, you know, I guess 90 minutes or maybe warmups before the game, um, before we find out who the, who the starting quarterback's going to be. So it's, you know, tomorrow's going to be an interesting day from that perspective, but, um, gun to my head, uh, I, I would think Garoppolo is going to play because he, he didn't look, um, and I hate doing this because you can never really tell if anybody's dealing with pain or not, but he looked fine. Uh, if you didn't, if you told me Jimmy Garoppolo was healthy and not dealing with an ankle injury, I wouldn't know the difference based on watching 20 minutes of him warm up in practice. So tell me all about Jimmy Garoppolo's gait. Uh, not quite as springy. <laughs> he's got, he's got some spring in his legs when he jogs yeah. around. Yeah. Um, heavily, heavily spatted today on both ankles. You obviously you want both ankles. So you're not overcompensating with one. Right. And, and getting an injury on the other yeah, side. So lots of lot... ankles before work. Yeah. Um, no, uh, no knee brace today. Which oh, interesting. Yeah. He's sometimes he practices with the knee brace and sometimes he doesn't. He's he said he's going to play with knee brace regardless. So sure. Um, knee brace is left I, knee. I... It's a it's a right ankle injury. So not totally related, but still notable, given that people care about that for some reason. Um, what else? Yeah, that's all I got. OK, transition time. Yeah, uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo plays because hot take. I think this is a must-win game for the 49ers from a like realistic perspective because you know it's not literally a must-win. They're gonna have eleven more games after this one, but from a when you look at their schedule, if especially if Jimmy Garoppolo plays, if they're losing to the Dolphins, it becomes really hard to find wins in their schedule after that, where uh, let, we can just break it down into the second quarter of the season is uh, Dolphins, Rams, at New England, at Seahawks. That's their next four. And if they're not winning the Dolphins game, it becomes much harder for, for me to go through and, and justify picking out wins in those next three. Well, just so coming in, Coming into the year, <clears throat> just imagine thinking about the Niners, like, coming into the year, imagine saying, yeah, the Niners are going to lose their first three home games to Arizona, Philly, and right. Miami. Right. That is mind-boggling. Right. Right? Like, they're they're clearly better than the want. Dolphins, but the Dolphins are a competent football team with a quarterback who is capable we'll of talk, winning we'll games. We'll talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I think I just saw the Niners are eight and a half point favorites. Yeah. Last number I saw was nine. So yeah. So in that area to me, I mean, Vegas to me, that's a line that indicates Garoppolo is going to play. I don't think that's their eight and a half. If, if Vegas thinks Nick Mullins is playing. 
Or if there's uncertainty. Or CJ Beathard. Right. And then I think the, yeah, I'm not going to get super far into the, into the betting aspect, but the Niners, I think I saw were minus 600, which means to win a hundred dollars, you need to bet $600 on the 49ers, which is a very high number. Um, I think the Texans, for example, are like minus 270 against the Jaguars. So, um, I, I, I agree with you that that makes me think that there's Intel somewhere from someone that, that Garoppolo is going to be a go. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he plays like this is just a game the 49ers have to win like they they don't have another quote unquote easy game on their schedule until they play Washington at the end of the year and when you start talking about playoff spots and it, it, it's just it's very hard to see them overcoming a two and three start while the rest of their division is is better and the rest of the nfc is pulling away like green bay looks really good new orleans looks really good the niners here at some point are going to have to get on track and and start winning some games and i think it has to start on sunday yeah i agree you don't want to go to week six against the rams potentially trying to avoid going two and four and trying to avoid losing your first four home games right like if you if if you beat the Dolphins three and two, given all the injuries you have, is not a terrible place to be. Yeah, I if agree. If you lose, you're two and three. You're just trying to beat the Rams to get back to five hundred, and then you have to go to New England and to Seattle in back to back weeks, and then host Green Bay on a Thursday night, and then go to New Orleans Jeez. before your bye week. Um. So yeah, this is this is sort of the the preview game before before the gauntlet, and um. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, if there's a time for the 49ers to get right and get sharp, it's this week. And I think they there might be a little bit more urgency to get Garoppolo on the field just knowing that. Like, like you know, we if you're Kyle Shanahan, you would much rather have Jimmy Garoppolo playing the Rams game with a nice game against the Dolphins under his belt rather than, um, you know, having him cold, missing three straight games you know, with the ankle issue and, and then trying to come back and get right against the Rams, like that would be tough. Right. So I think Garoppolo is going to play. I don't know I that, too. but I think that. How about that? I do too, because I think it's a must win. Yeah. That's my, that's my take. Let's get to a break. You've counted on restaurants and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local, your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food will be on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order with of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Let's take a quick look at the Miami Dolphins. They're one and three. They lost their season opener to the Patriots. 
They lost to the Bills. Tough way to open the year. Didn't look particularly good in either of those games. Then they uh, visited the Jaguars in week three on Thursday Night Football. And they took it to Jacksonville uh, pretty thoroughly. They beat them 31-13 to in a game that wasn't as close as the final score. They just kind of very roundly beat them in all facets. And then they faced the Seahawks in, in week four in Miami. They lost that game 31-23. It wasn't as close as the score looked there either. But uh, Miami hung with Seattle and legitimately hung with Seattle. It wasn't like the Seahawks were, you know, having a random fumble and then DK Metcalf didn't run all the way into the end zone and had the ball punched out or anything weird like that. They were just legitimately uh, playing good defense and and sticking with the Seahawks uh, right up until the end and the Seahawks rattled off um, a bunch of points in a row and, and pulled away. But the 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 big takeaway I had from from watching especially the Jags game and the Seahawks game, which I watched closely at the time, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a menace, and <laughs> I I mean that in in the nicest way possible. It's he's his arm strength is not great, but he'll take risks on throws and sometimes that leads to a bad interception but sometimes he puts his receiver in a spot to make a play and they turn um they turn it in a, a a huge play and then the the thing that that i think should worry the niners the most is while he's 37 years old 36 years old 37 years old however old he is and while he's almost 40 um he will take off and run and throw his body around to get yards. And yeah. That's got to um, be concerning for the Niners. So <clears throat> I just wrote about this before coming on the pod tonight. It should be out in the Sacramento Bee on, on Friday, 49ers, or com slash 49ers. Um, Kyle, did you know the 49ers have allowed 205 rushing yards to quarterbacks through four games? And that is the most in the NFL. By a pretty considerable margin, the Chiefs are second with 139. Um, so the 49ers have allowed a ton of yardage to quarterbacks. And I think that's sort of problematic. Like the the defense is ranked third in both scoring and um and total yardage. And I think, you know, they're playing fine, but that's mostly a function of going against Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, and Carson Wentz with no receivers in three straight games. Um but the defense is sound, right? Like they play well, but I think this is sort of their Achilles heel. And I think this is one of the ancillary effects to not having your defensive ends because mobile quarterbacks, I think stress defensive ends more than any other position right? on defense, maybe linebackers too. But um, it's interesting because they're, you know, not everybody loves the wide nine um, defensive line sort of scheme right like they're the wide nine obviously you have your defensive ends lined up really wide and the general thinking is to get your defensive lineman upfield as quick as possible um but you could be susceptible to you know gash getting gashed in the running game because some of those splits are so wide um unless you have really good linebacker play which the 49ers have have had because they have fred warner and um dre greenlaw and to a certain extent quan alexander but um 
but when you're so focused on getting up field as fast as possible there you're susceptible to quarterbacks getting around those guys or, or stepping up in the pocket and then there being a bunch of empty space in front of them and when those defensive linemen are you know new guys who aren't used to playing as much um, or they're just not as freakishly athletic as Nick Bosa or D Ford you know it's going to be tough and I think the 49ers are realizing that and some of it too is the designed runs like Deion Jordan crashing and they're not being a linebacker to replace him in that gap in Carson Wentz's touchdown run last week so um, yeah, like I, I think the, the fact that the 49ers have not been able to, to really slow down quarterbacks running the ball, or at least they're the worst team in the league at it through four games. I think that's pretty problematic, but otherwise the defense I think has been, has been relatively good. Although I do wonder about what it would look like against a better offense because they haven't gone against a, a good offense yet really since week one. And we saw how that turned out, although they were they were healthy relatively in week one. Yeah, there's, it feels like, a. am I'm going to say this, but let me explain. The defense feels a little bit like a house of cards right now where they've had so many injuries and they've had to move so many guys around and play so many guys who would have normally may not have even been on the roster that are playing real snaps. And just the inconsistency of who's playing in the secondary and who's playing where and losing so many defensive ends where there's just no continuity and now they're they're moving guys around the defensive line. And the way they've been able to patch together a productive defense where the only real complaint about the defense is quarterbacks run against them is pretty remarkable. Uh, on the other hand, I can totally see a scenario where they go in against the Rams and the Rams, Rams hang up 50 points. Yeah. And that's that's why, you know, we, we had, I, I, you know, I don't like to talk about it, but I produce a radio <laughs> show, a sports talk radio show in San Francisco at 95.7 the game. and From 10 to 2. From 10 to 2, that's right, middays. Um Midday's new show, by the way. It's going to be uh, Matt Stein, it's Dan Dibley, Daryl Guru Johnson. Very excited about it. It's going to be a super fun show. Anyways, uh, radio.com app. Um, <laughs> I don't like to talk about it, though. Um, one of one of the things that people have been calling about is has been complaining about the defense. And to this point, it's not been a problem, but I can see where it can become a problem. And... I I I foresee Ryan Fitzpatrick giving them some issues. Yeah, uh, because they they get vertical with their receivers. Preston Williams is is a, a talented player, even though he's coming back from an ACL and not a hundred percent of himself. I haven't been fantasy like he can do some stuff, but um, you know, I I, I he's not super reliable uh, from a fantasy perspective, but he's a talented player. Uh, Devonte Parker on the other side has really come into his own. He's he's been excellent for them, and they just get vertical. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick has no problem just taking off and taking the eight to ten yards the defense is going to give him. So that is my biggest concern. I know we talked a little bit of big picture stuff about the Niners' defense, but um, I'm not sure what they have to do to to stop running backs or to stop quarterbacks from running, but. They got to do something. They're going to have to start this week because Fitzpatrick could torch them there. 
Yeah, I, I think the issue that they tend to have is more with like the really um, elite athlete athlete quarterbacks, or the like the you know the Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Um, I think Fitzpatrick, like it's probably you know listening to John Lynch talk about it on the radio today and talking about how much of a focus it's been during practice this week. Uh, I, I think the 49ers should be able to figure it out. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick is not Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Like he's just not, not that type of athlete. So I think if, if they're just more sound in the way they get after the quarterback, I think that should be something that they can adjust to this week because he doesn't have that game breaking athleticism that some of those guys have. But I have a question for you. Um, I hope you haven't looked at his stats, but what do you think ballpark Matt Breida's numbers look like through four games? Former 49er running back Matt Breida. He's got to have... I'm going to go 18 carries <laughs> and like four receptions. <laughs> okay, you looked at the numbers. <laughs> uh, I think it was. I think Ian Williams from uh, NBC Sports, uh, friend of the pod, friend of the pod, Ian Williams tweeted him out. Okay, uh, earlier, and I don't know why they stuck in my head, but yeah. four Matt games, eighteen carries, eighteen carries, seventy-two yards, uh, four catches on five targets, forty-one yards, no touchdowns for Breedy yet, uh, and he's fumbled. Um, Matt Breida has. Whoa, <laughs> uh, kind of crazy that. The 49ers were able to get a fifth round pick for him. No, it was at the time when, when, when they traded in the draft into the fifth round, I was certain it was going to be something more substantial than Matt Breida because I believe the Ravens got Calais Campbell for a fifth round pick. Right. And he's a way more valuable player than Matt Breida. And Matt Breida is like, he's fine. He's a fine running back, but he's one of those guys where it's like, sign a couple undrafted guys and find the one that's as productive as him. Um, and that's a swindle. Uh, it's, yeah, right now it is. Cause he's like, he's like I said, he's fine. I, I don't, I don't want to bash Matt Breida, but like, they're not even using him. Yeah. By the way, Matt Breida, super nice guy. That's what um, I hear. Yeah. Super nice guy. Good dude. Uh, somebody who the the Niners his team his former teammates like love him apparently <clears throat> I was reading the quote sheet out of Miami this week and they he's he's still in contact with all those guys um so really like Matt Breida the person but man just like the ankle issues the fact that he wasn't even really used in the Super Bowl um and he's obviously shown signs of of being really good but like a team that Ryan Fitzpatrick led in rushing last season with 200 some odd yards trades a fifth round pick for Matt Breida and through four games, you know, he's averaging just over four carries a game. They like, also traded, barely five touches a game. They also traded for Lynn Bowden. Yeah. Who has one carry. It's, I, I, I don't know. I'm not quite certain what the dolphins are doing, but miles Gaskin who has been getting carries for them was really, really effective last week against Seattle. Granted, Seattle's defense is, is Swiss cheese, but um, the the Dolphins are... They remind me of, and I can't even think of a player. They remind me of Andrew Wiggins, to use a basketball player. Oh. 
where it's like when you zoom out, you see where the in theory that that could be eventually a good team or a dangerous team, but they don't always put it together. And that that variance, I think, is is what makes them not very good, but it's also what makes them super dangerous. They're sort of like the 2017 49ers, it feels like. Okay, bringing it back to football. I like that. Good. That was that was like they're sort of in the same spot. NBA Although analogy. this is what Brian Flores' second year. Yeah. Um. So that's the post, seventeen. The post Garoppolo twenty eighteen team. Yeah. Or something. I mean, they still have a ton of draft picks to make because what do they have? Like six in the first two rounds next year or something ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. Um. They, so they're like very much rebuilding, but yeah, they're, I I do think they're kind of dangerous. I yeah, mean, they, I, I think they, they, they're look, just not consistent enough. Put it this way. If the Eagles last week were dangerous, the Dolphins are dangerous. I agree with that. Um, To this version of the 49ers who could potentially lose their starting quarter quarterback on any given play if Garoppolo plays. Um, I mean, the secondary is banged up, although it looks like I mean, Kwan Williams is on IR. It looks like Akella Witherspoon's probably going to play. Jason Verrett's been playing well. You're probably going to have Jamar Taylor in at your slot cornerback. Emmanuel Mosley's probably not going to play. At least he hasn't practiced this week um, while he remains in the concussion protocol. Um, Richard Sherman's out at least another week. The way John Lynch talked about Richard Sherman today on the radio, by the way, he said Richard Sherman's still struggling with a calf injury. Um, that was... That was a quote that didn't really get followed up on huh. um, by the interviewers. But yeah, Lynch was <laughs> like, yeah, he's still struggling with a calf injury. He just kind of said it like in passing, talking about the secondary as a whole. And it's like, wait, I thought Sherman was supposed to be back next week. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah so I, you know, who knows if we'll if we'll see Sherman out there uh, next week for, you know, as they prep for that Rams game. Um, but yeah, like the defense is is banged up and. Obviously, the offense is banged up, but um, oh, we haven't talked about the Yak Bros. Oh my god, <laughs> we have to. The Yak Bros, uh, the new uh, the new Hot Boys. Also, some, re- 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 real quick, um, yeah. something that that is of concern if you're mm-hmm. San Francisco is Christian Wilkins for Miami is a really good player on the interior of their defensive line. Clemson, right? Uh, yeah, not an awesome pass rusher, but um, really, really good against the run and just kind of always seems to be around the football. And sure. he's the kind of player who's talented enough that if the Niners interior doesn't play well, uh, you might hear his name a lot. So that's my Dolphins take. Okay, what's your take the on Yak, Yak Bros. Bros? How do you feel about it? Are you going to buy a Yak Bros t-shirt and maybe a matching was... hat off Instagram somewhere? No, I was thinking <laughs> uh, tattoos. Oh, uh, wow! Um, I have a full back that I can that I can use. I'm mocking something up now. <laughs> if I full can't, back. if I can't be a yak bro, I would like to always represent the yak bros, whether I am clothed or unclothed. Right. Yeah, um, bros, I yeah so just, if it's just, if you haven't it's bad. It's bad. if you're unfamiliar with the yak bros debo it's samuel not- coined it this week 
um, when asked about Brandon Ayuk, obviously Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, all very good after the catch, yards after the catch. Um, the acronym is YAK, so they're YAK bros. Um, the you pro- know, which could be a thing. The problem potentially. is the problem is that yeah, like yak bros sounds like something that a group of six dudes in Phi Beta Epsilon <laughs> calls themselves. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm Connor. I'm a yak bro. Connor. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wow. you know, like like you're uh, personalizing it <laughs> <laughs> i may or may not have known this guy in college <laughs> that's my and just like i don't know man i don't like, <laughs> if he had been like yeah we're the yak pals like that would have been <laughs> <laughs> at least that's a little funny but yak bros just i think they wanted to be the yak boys but hot boys is already taken right and I'm going to need somebody on site to do a full in-depth piece about how Yak Bros came around. A full report. I need a full uh, big piece with how the Yak... And then who qualifies... It might be coming. Uh, who qualifies as a Yak Bro? I need like expected Yak over average. And <laughs> I need uh, functional Yak versus operational Yak. <laughs> tables <laughs> is ross dwelly Ex- gonna be a yak bro in, Ex- within the next couple weeks explain to me which 49ers in the 1987 49ers would have been a yak bro <laughs> oh man um and i need a full link <laughs> all right i think we're at the point where we should we wrap are. it we're up we're just babbling i'm sorry everybody yeah. um it, prediction do you have a prediction uh i think the niners bounce back um and I fully understand that I thought the 49ers would roll the Eagles last week. Um, I was clearly wrong because it was a very different team that showed up in that Eagles game compared to the team that played in New York. And I'm expecting them to be a very different team again this week. Uh, I think they they flip back to the other side of the spectrum and uh, and they are the more competent version that's not turning the ball over. Yeah. Um, you might have Jimmy Garoppolo and Raheem Mostert back with the Yak Bros in full effect. Um, and I think it's probably a pretty angry team. It sounds like the 49ers are pretty pissed off at, at this point. And uh, I can't really blame them. 2020 has been, uh, been pretty tough on everybody. And if I were losing football games in, in the way that uh, the 49ers are as the defending NFC champs who are looking to win their first home game, um, I would be pissed off too. So I think that's what we're going to get. And I think the 49ers are just going to sort of outclass Miami because Miami is like we mentioned, sort of a rebuilding team still relatively early in that process. So let's see, uh, 28, 13. Okay. No field uh, goals. Okay. I disagree a little bit with you. First. I want to say though, that I want to say you're welcome for saving the podcast last week. And offering the idea that, hey, maybe the Eagles have some good players still um, and opened yeah. the kept the door open on the Eagles playing well. Uh, we both sure. predicted the Niners would win by a couple scores, but we did offer that as a possible solution to the game. Anyways, um, I... I think the the 49ers win, but I th- 
think it winds up going something like the Arizona game at Levi Stadium did last year, where maybe Miami gets up. Oh, last second. Early. Yeah, maybe maybe not even that, but where Miami kind of gets up early and it's and it's you know panic all over the internet and wow the Niners they looked bad on Sunday night and now Garoppolo is back and they don't look good again and they're down ten nothing in the first quarter and then they just kind of methodically work their way back into the game because they're the more talented team and eventually go on go on to win. That game had something four hundred like, yard. What? No, that game had a 400-yard performance from Garoppolo, if you remember. I do. I do remember that. Um, and I yeah. think they were down 16 nothing, not 10, but I just I I I think they I think the Dolphins are going to score some points for for all the reasons we talked about earlier, like they just have some guys who who <laughs> who can do some stuff. They have some they have some they just have a lot of really good playmakers and the 49ers are going to be down a bunch of starters. And Herm Edwards was on on the midday show at 95.7 this week, and he said, you know, your backups are backups for a reason. For 20 snaps, you can make it work. For 60 or 70 snaps, they're going to start getting exposed. And the Dolphins have enough good players and a quarterback willing to take risks to, um, I think, maybe exploit some of that in the Niners' defense. But ultimately, I think the Niners do win. Um, I think they win something like 27-24, 30-24, something in that range. Wow. Um, so that's that's my that's my kind, take. Kind if of a the, nail biter, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think it's gonna be close. And I I also if the offensive line doesn't kick a little bit of ass, I'm gonna be very concerned about that unit because they just had uh, a pretty poor game on national TV, where a lot of the chatter after the game was, "Wow, that offensive line was really bad." And if they can't bounce back from that. Um, then I think they're going to need to make some real changes. So, ooh, That's changes. All right, I'm into it. I love you it. think it's close? I don't think it, it it'll be close. I'll probably be wrong. I'm really bad at prognost- prognosticating games. I am too. I'm I pride really, myself really about bad. knowing a, a pretty good amount about like football and stuff, but just like when it comes to prognosticating games, not good. I get Thursday wins or Thursday games wrong every time I do my picks post. I yeah. pick every game every week in a post, and I'm Thursday. I'm wrong 100 of the time. It's wild. what's your record right now against the spread? Um, I haven't added up last week, but I think going into last week, I was 27, 20, and one. Oh, so you're you're in the green. Yeah, yeah. I I did poorly last week though. That's probably going to pull me back to. I think I finished right around 500 last year. Maybe maybe a game or two under. The year before, I was I was definitely a few games over. So I I mean I'm I'm right about normal. Um, so yeah, that's where well I'm you at. know the the casinos just, in Vegas they they don't keep adding on additions because because the public wins, Kyle. You know that right? That's a good point. Yeah, no, that's a great point. So yeah, I've got uh, the the see the 49ers. I, it sounds like you are are gonna take the Niners uh, minus the nine and a half. That's a lot of points. Uh, I I will be I will be taking the Dolphins plus the the. You, I think you said eight and a half. I saw nine, so I'm going to take the Dolphins plus nine. So my uh, prediction sure. was like twenty eight thirteen, but if I were betting on the game, I would take the points just because that's a lot of points, and we have no idea who's playing quarterback yet, really. 
Yeah, and there's just when when you have so many backups playing, it's there's just a lot of high variance stuff where yeah, uh, you don't want to risk the nine points. So if you're a betting person, uh, Niners money line if you're gonna go that route, and Dolphins plus nine is okay. is the pick, in my opinion. Here we go. Uh, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. That's right. I was in on the action tonight on the Tampa Bay Chicago game. I was not anywhere near Chicago. I was sitting on my couch watching the game in on the action. Thanks to Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, B L U E W I R E, all one word, BLUEWIRE. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.